Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by Harvey Norman, Chris Kennedy and Dombrock to talk you through the round 11 team list. My Lord, Dombrock, it is carnage. I've lost <laughs> five players. It's a good thing you had a big score on the weekend because uh, this looks like a much uh, tougher week for a lot of us. Um, you've been hit pretty hard. I think I've dodged most of the carnage, but um, yeah, plenty to talk about in these team lists. Why don't we get stuck straight into it? Eels and the Tigers on Thursday night at Bankwest Stadium. Eels boosted by the returns of Blake Ferguson, Mitch Moses and Ryan Madison. Uh, George Jennings, Jay Field and David Gower drop out. Uh, Jay Field is one of the players I've lost from my um, 21, although I was expecting to lose him at about this time. Um, fantasy talking points. Yeah, so Field, I guess, was always a bit of a short-term uh, cash cow. Uh, you would have factored in trading him out at some point, uh, like now, but probably not for other players as well. So that yeah. uh, that stings if you've got him and a few others who have uh, made way. Mitch Moses back is big news, especially for those who have held him. I think his price is dropping at the moment. So if you don't have him, he's one to watch in the next uh, couple of weeks. You might be able to get him on the cheap. Um, certainly one of those elite halves available this season. Um, Madison as well, uh, a big in if you've got him. Um, he's been going great this year, one of the best second rowers. Um, I think otherwise, Dylan Brown's been huge the last few weeks mm. with no Moses in that Eels team, uh, scoring in the 70s. So I'm expecting he's going to drop back to his regular mm. scores, which are still pretty solid in the 40s, maybe around 50. He's uh, going, going over 50s even when Moses was playing, wasn't he? He's had a yeah. year. He's made a few hundred grand. Uh, heaps of money. Um, yeah, I, I don't think he's going to be quite a keeper, although, and again, if you've got um, you know running low on trades and you've been hit hard this week, then maybe he is one to keep for the rest of the season. Yeah, if you certainly don't be selling him if you've got him. Um, they take on West Tigers, who are pretty much unchanged, other than, uh, I believe, Luke Garner, the back rower, had some delayed concussion symptoms. He's out with Michael Cheekham into the starting back row. Um, plenty of big scores against the Broncos. A lot of them from sort of non-regular fantasy types that we mm. really talk about and probably not particularly repeatable in most of those cases. Yeah, I mean... Um... Uh, Leilua with the big hundred. Uh, he's in a few teams. Is he in your team? He's in your team. Yeah, I was, um, I was crowing on uh, on the weekend. I'm not crowing now that I've lost half my squad. <laughs> I was enjoy- enjoyed his hundred. A couple of tries and a lot of tackle breaks against a very shaky Brisbane defence um, helped into that uh, ton. Otherwise, yeah, Harry Grant, decent score. No Fulham, another 50 odd, 58, I think, on the weekend. And then, as you say, the others were. Players who won't do it too often. Um, Tommy Talao was pretty quiet for a mm. big win. You hope your wingers get over for a try or two, but uh, didn't happen. But that's to say he still can't score on any given round like this one. Yeah, I thought um, Grant was a little bit below par, actually. He sort of had a few uh, spells on the bench, hasn't he, too, the last mm. couple of weeks. So still absolute keeper territory, but um, not quite as needed, elevated. needed a try to get to... Yeah, he, needed he still had a try and still only got 55 or, or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, anyway, second game, the Cowboys up against the Seagulls. Cowboys unchanged despite um, parting ways with their coach and a new coach coming in. Plenty of talking points here. The Hammer um, did some good stuff. Really nice solo try, beat half um, the Penrith team. 58, I think he finished up with, so his price is now... Um, moving along quite nicely. Does that mean Does that mean in hindsight we were right to uh, name a podcast episode after the hammer a month ago? Absolutely. And hi- hype, him, hype him a little bit when yeah. uh, he may have been a bit of a disaster buy until this week. 
no, I say he's a great buy, and I'm glad I bought him. Great buy. <laughs> um, Dejan Assi, the 5'8", who's available in fantasy currently at centre, um, scored a nice try in a 50-plus score as well. Tamalolo, well below par. I think it was his lowest score of the year, his fewest busts of the year, his lowest metres of the year. Um, wasn't a particularly big dip uh, in terms of minutes, but score-wise, it wasn't great. Yeah, um, what is it? Still 54, so not a disaster, but yeah, not what you want for someone who... Uh, Costs a lot of money and is a captaincy contender uh, each week. Um, the other one that was below par, much more below par, was Reese Robson. Mm. Um, scored, what, 28? Um, yeah. 50 minutes, spent some time on the bench, about half an hour with uh, Cotter coming on and looking quite good in the middle of the middle of the game, coming on in the first half. So that's a concern. Robson's break-even's up around 50 now, which is... I think what his average is, so I don't think he's an urgent sell. Um, a lot of people might be selling him just out of frustration, but I don't think he's a keeper either at this stage. Yeah, I'm pretty sure a lot of the top teams jumped on him nice and early and they've been reaping the rewards. But um, with that sort of uh, drop in minutes with Cotter on the bench, I'd say he's, if not an urgent sell, he will be after this week if the uh, the trend continues. Um, the Sea Eagles upset win against the Eels on Saturday night. Um, Marty Tapau smashed over for a try in a real out-of-the-box score for him. Daly Cherry Evans has been scoring some sensational points, even uh, the week before against the Dragons when he played pretty bad in real life. Yeah. Um, had a, a pretty handy fantasy score, um, which I think you might have pointed out has sort of coincided with um, his playmaking partners, Turbo and Walker, dropping out and having to do everything. Yeah. On his own. Um, other than those two, anyone worth mentioning? Not really. I think they're both by. So, um, Tapao, uh, I think, has bottomed out. He may have got a price rise after that 72 in the weekend. So, he's almost down to 600 grand and um, should average around 50 for the rest of the season. The only thing is, before that 72, he had like four or five games scoring in the 40s rather than 50. So, Especially this year when there's a lot of middle forwards scoring, you know, 50s and 60s pretty regularly. You want one of your starting props or both your starting props to score 50 plus. But that being said, he's been a gun in the past. So I think he's still a reasonable buy. Um, DC, yeah, he's just flying. I, I think his scores will probably go backwards a little bit when Tommy Turbo gets back. But his base stats are great. Maybe just his, his form's improving in general with all these tries he's getting in the last few weeks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Broncos and the Storm is the second Friday game. This could be absolutely anything. If the Broncos went down by 48 to the Tigers, I shudder to think what the Storm could potentially do. Um, they've rung a lot of changes. I'm not going to read out all of them. Um, Tessie New is injured and he's apparently going for surgery on a wrist cartilage injury, which is a real blow. He was just starting to make a little bit of money. Um, Tom Dearden in the starting side. Milford goes to fullback. Stags and Farmworth return to the back line. whole bunch of changes in the forward pack, including Pakes back at hooker for the suspended Isaac Luke. Um, a few other little switcheroos. Um, what do you take out of all that? Not much. Keep, keep Payne Haas as captain every, every week. Yeah, <laughs> That's the wonderful lessons from the weekend. Got about 80 again. Um, yeah, Tessie knew. Is he expensive enough to sell? Not really. He's still Not pretty really. cheap. If you had yeah, got him at so. two twelve, which a lot of people did, you might have made seventy grand or thereabouts. Yeah, not, not really worth it. Just yeah, so I guess he's one just to sit in the reserves if you can afford it and keep it. You know, still get a seventeen on the field. 
Um, otherwise, do any players in that team interest you beyond Haas at this point? Um, I mean, Carrigan's going great guns. Um, of dual, dual position, and you know, I've got him in the front row at the moment. He was probably almost bordering on being a, a captaincy choice a fortnight ago, although mm. it seems to have switched back to Haas being the, the big minute guy after getting 80 on the weekend. But yeah, Carrigan's uh, in probably a lot of the, the top teams as well. But um, yeah, Stags backs is. Yeah, was we thought Stags back was going to be big news, but he needs to be scoring tries to be scoring well in fantasy. And mm. Brisbane's uh, not playing well enough at this point to, you know, five, five guarantee they're going to score any tries. Yeah, they're going bad. Uh, Storm mm. uh, almost unchanged, completely unchanged, completely unchanged. Unchanged. Um, Cameron Smith a big score. Cameron Munster a serviceable score. Um, anyone else? Pappenhausen was pretty quiet, one of his mm. low 30 scores, which happens, but um, he's got a good chance this week of racking up a few tackle breaks and tries, I would say. Said that last week against the Titans and it didn't eventuate, but hopefully um, after a quiet week, he bounces back. Saturday footy starts off with the Warriors and the Roosters, another scoreline that could be absolutely anything. Um, Warriors, uh, Herbert's gone out. I know he had a failed HIA last week, Pompey into the centres. Wade Egan is injured. He was actually named in the team and then uh, very laid out on team list Tuesday. Um, I've been trying to sell him for about six weeks and kept having more pressing issues. And now that I really, really need him in the 17, he's uh, gone walkabouts. Um, hip injury, I think the club said. So yeah, I'm not sure how long that's going to be. Yeah. Hopefully not long term. Um, Jazz Tavanga into the starting side at lock after, I think, was it 68 in 48 minutes? Something ridiculous. Um, so those price drops we were hoping for didn't really eventuate. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of... Uh... You know, bad news all around. Uh, those of us wanted him to get very cheap. It's also bad. I think he's got Tohu Harris, whose score was 49, which was okay, but back to the kind of score he normally gets when he plays second row and Tavanga plays uh, in the middle. So maybe that's going to be the new norm with Tavanga capable of playing big minutes and getting through a lot of work in the middle of the field. Um, yeah, I think he's a good buy, Tavanga, if you can get him this week. Um, Obviously, Harris is a hold at the moment, but you see how his scoring goes in the next few rounds. Anything else? RTS, another solid 40-odd. Mm. I still think he's below the top tier of winger fullbacks. He did actually have a few attacking stats in there. He didn't get any tries, but he took an assist and a line break or something and still you know, only 42. So, you know, a, a solid option, but not quite in that Ponga-Tedesco category. Yeah, wouldn't be buying him, I don't think. Uh, Roosters have um, lost Angus Crichton to a knee injury for a few weeks. Mitch Orbison into the back row. Nat Butcher back from a ribs injury on the bench. Um, Crichton and Butcher, two of the main fantasy talking points. Um, and James Tedesco at fullback, he's pretty close to must-have. Yeah, Teddy is must-have. Um, yeah, bad news for both those guys, Crichton and Butcher. Uh, if you bought Butcher, the risk was that Isaac Liu would come back and start at lock, and that has happened um, a little bit later than expected. Maybe he was on the bench last week and Butcher was out, but now uh, they're both uh, playing and Liu gets the, the start. So presuming that's going to be the way they're going to play from here on out. I don't know. The Roosters can afford to rotate things as they like, but... Yeah, well, I mean, I mean they, they did the game maybe... they switcheroo on the weekend with Takiaho going to lock and Collins yeah. to prop and Isaac Liu to the bench. But, um, I mean, if that happens again this week, it doesn't go any closer to getting Butcher into the starting team, which That's is where you Butcher. need him to be. Yeah, exactly. So, not great signs for Butcher there. Um, Tedesco, mainly. Meanwhile, it's just 
racking up huge scores every week. And yeah. I mean, I guess the Warriors could be possible possible captaincy option. I, ne- I never make a backline player a captain, but mm. if you happen to make that that take that chance, this is a good week for it. Yeah, I um I made him captain last week. I actually profited slightly because my other captain was going to be McInnes, but turns out Payne Haas outscored the both of them. But I might stick with Teddy this week against the Warriors and see how it goes. Uh, Sharks and the Dragons down there at Cogra on Saturday afternoon. Sharks, um, Toby Rudolph into the starting team where he was originally named last week with Scott Sorensen out. Uh, Talakai in the back row for Nakora, who's out one game suspended. Uh, Williams and I think T. Wilton's on debut on the bench. Um, Sean Johnson's going reasonably well. Blake Braley is definitely a sell. Uh, anyone else really notable? Uh, Rudolph still going with, you know, price rises score close to 50 on the weekend. Um, Johnson, I probably would have, if I had him, I would have liked to see more than 59 points in that mm. big win. He got a try. Um, I think his base stats were a bit down, uh, compared to usual. So, yeah, which is. It's a bit strange. I don't know if that was a one-off or what. Um, but yeah, they're the, they're the main talking points. I think Bradley, Bradley definitely sell time for him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Dragons are actually starting to play pretty well. They've lost Tarek Sims to suspension, Phil Mayone back into the starting team. Uh, Lomax with just ridiculous consistency in the centres. Um, you're probably uh, hurting it your overall chances if you don't have him somewhere in your back line, just given how consistent he's been in the, the toughest spot in fantasy. Uh, Cameron McInnes' scores have taken a bit of a dip since the full-time move to lock, which uh, isn't helping me at all. But Ben Hunt, who was our buyer of the week last week, just absolutely killing it two games in a row in the 80-minute role. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, McInnes did play 80 as well himself on the weekend. That was probably the, the fear after the week before where he played 65 or something. Uh, so he went back to 80. I think him and Hunt will both play 80 most of the time from here on out. But yeah, Hunt, um, he's getting so many both tackles and kick meters and then he you know, runs the ball well, can get 40-20s, can get try assists. So, I mean, I don't know if it's too soon to call him must-have, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he scored, you know, scores 60 points a game from here on out and you can play him in the halves. So it uh, looks a very good buy. Still good value, I think, as well. 691k so i think uh yeah, yeah. excellent buy yes yeah, still a great buy for this week raiders and the rabbitos round out saturday footy raiders a very impressive upset win against the roosters uh have lost michael oldfield to a hammy problem rupiner to the centers valame from the bench to the starting side harley smith shields uh is the new outside back on the bench this week um main talking points probably revolve around the uh the hooking rotation Havili a bit of a discount low range mid-range money maker slash useful in the 17 type and um Tommy Starling ended up playing 50 minutes straight after coming on after half an hour and looked pretty bright around the middle of the ruck yeah he looked great um yeah before this game last week I knew one of well I thought one of the three of them those two and Kyle O'Donnell who started at lock um uh, who's a rookie really cheap you know one of them's going to be the the cash cow to get uh and it turns out, I mean, Starling and Havili both look pretty good. Starling looks mm. the best option at the moment just because he's so cheap. He outscored Havili 48, uh, Havili 45, which is solid and what you wanted, I guess, if you got him. But um, Starling looks great value. He's he's a really, a really little player, but his defense looked quite good. Um, a few yeah. big hits. And so that's the kind of risk. And 
that was against, you know, a quality team. So um, really quick, can get, you know, breaks. He had a good assist, I think, for that he Papali put try. Papali through that yawning gap, yeah. Um, and I imagine he's, imagine he's going to get pretty good minutes every week, especially if Havili has to spend time in the middle forwards in the second half. So, yes, Starling looks looks a good buy, even if he stays on the bench. Yeah, I dare say that that'll just stay exactly as it is, really, um, with Havili starting at hooker, then Starling coming on and playing out probably the last 50 or so minutes and Havili getting a rest and then coming back on in the, the middle rotation. You'd think if they're going to keep picking Kai O'Donnell that he's going to start getting some more minutes at some point. I don't know if they want to start a lock who plays 25, 30 minutes and then doesn't come back at all. But um, I don't know if that's going to then affect Havili or, or Starling at all, any sort of flow and effect. Um, also worth noting, John Bateman down in the reserves yeah. list this week could have implications yeah. for other players also. Yeah, maybe that's what changes. Maybe O'Donnell drops out, perhaps, of the team altogether when Bateman comes back and they reshuffle things a bit. Uh, yeah, who knows? But, um, yeah, it will be interesting to see if Bateman gets closer to that top 17 before game day. They take on the Rabbitohs, who just can't cop a break at the moment. They do get Campbell Graham back after uh, that kick to the face from Josh Reynolds put him out short-term. But centre James Roberts and back row Ethan Lowe both out long-term, if not for the season. Um, Bailey Sirenen, uh potentially interesting uh, Cash out option still under 300k. He goes into the um, the run on side. His work rate points per minute have been pretty handy in uh, limited stints this year. Uh, Jack Johns gets a debut on the uh, on the interchange. Yeah, so I think Sirenen, uh and Starling are probably the two buys of the week in terms of uh, cheaper options. Um, yeah, as you say, his points per minute's been really good. I haven't been watching him closely enough to know if he's been spending time in the middle rather than edge. I assume he has been uh, at least a little with that kind of um, work rate. Yeah, but it's regardless. more middle. I think his PPM is going to slip playing out on an edge. But, um, Absolutely, yeah. Mm. But, I mean, if he replaces low for the rest of the season, um, that's theoretically an 80-minute roll on the edge. So mm. wouldn't be surprised if he gets 40 points a week or better um, at less than 300K is very handy. At uh, this time of the year, if you're buying someone cheap, you'd probably want to keep them good in which case he's a handy you know 18th man possible bench player mm. bench scorer for you and uh, cover for the second row so yeah pretty good option i think at this stage yep i agree uh knights and the bulldogs 2 p.m up there in the hunter kicks off uh sunday footy uh knights no changes at all i think the only completely unchanged or maybe along with storm only unchanged teams this oh, week yeah. um Ponga and Best were both outstanding. Ponga had a, um, it was actually okay last week score-wise, despite not doing a heap, uh, coming off a really poor score uh, two weeks ago. But um, yeah, it was amazing against South. Really nice uh, solo try to, to get his points moving in the first half. Bradman Best heavily involved, scored a try, set up a try, uh, 58 or something I think he finished on. Um, so didn't yep. even, despite a high break-even, didn't actually lose all that much money and has an achievable break-even this week. So maybe it was a... Um, a useful hold for those that did not sell him. Uh, Andrew McCulloch ha has not lost minutes at this point, despite Connor Watson returning on the bench, still putting up some pretty handy scores. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it looks like a keeper for now. Yeah, those the Bradman best decision was a big one for a lot of teams had him last week, a lot sold him last week. So uh, in hindsight, one of the better moves you could have made was probably not selling best. Um, especially with other mm. options in the centres, you know, maybe going down uh, this week and in the future. So, uh, and the Knights have a really good schedule on the run home. Um, 
a lot of bottom eight teams they play uh, in the next 10, 10 rounds. So guys like Best and Ponga and, you know, the halves should keep scoring well in those games if the Knights win them. Um, both halves still pretty good as well. Mitchell Pierce, 53. Curtin Mann in the high 40s, still getting decent scores and bumping his price up. So all good signs there. Sione Matati is the only negative. Um, stuck on the bench, had very limited minutes on the weekend. Mm. Uh, um, not a good centre option. Yeah, definitely time to move on, Sione. Um, plenty of attacking stats could be on offer when they take on the Bulldogs, who have uh, Jake Avarillo back. Um, Christian Crichton drops out of the back line. Brandon Wakeham, who I know quite a few people bought, uh, is back in the team, but only on the bench, so he's almost going to start losing money, if anything. Um, Luke Thompson seems to be playing quite well, but hasn't uh, really translated that into anything significant fantasy-wise, going at pretty much bang on his um, his price point in the, the 40 to 41 mark so far. Yeah, his price looks very accurate at the moment, which is uh, not great news if you want to buy him. Um, yeah, as you say, he's a good player, but uh, hasn't hit those big scores yet, which doesn't mean it won't happen, but until he starts getting one or two fifties, I wouldn't be really considering him at this stage. Um, or probably any other Bulldogs. Although I do note uh, quite a few coaches jumped on Raymond Faitala Mariner when he moved back to an mm. eight-minute role. And he's actually, um, with the help of a few tries, really exceeded expectations. Yeah, absolutely. I think two tries in the last three games. Mm. 65 in the weekend. So, yeah, he's going very well, especially if he yeah. keeps scoring tries somehow. For sure. Final game of the round, the Titans up against the Panthers. Uh, Dal Copley and Kevin Proctor back from injury. Jamal Fogarty named. I think he went off early with some kind of injury last week, but um, appears not to be too bad. Uh, Bo Fermor, um, who I bought late in desperation because I needed a cheap scoring to <laughs> RF last week. Uh, I was kind of hoping he might hang around in the 17 a bit longer. He's gone from the 21 altogether. Um, Mo Fodawaka and the aforementioned Fogarty both well down on uh, expectations score-wise in that game against the Storm as well. Yeah, so, I mean, Fodawaka is going to have to bounce back, surely. He's normally a reliable 55, 60-point player. I think that must have been a one-off. Fermo was a bit of a surprise. I I don't have him, but I thought he would have kept a spot on the bench um, this week, but not to be. Um, Yeah, no real great news from the Titans last week. With those team lists, can't rec- recommend any of them at this stage. <laughs> Move along, nothing to see here. Um, Penrith, on the other hand, had some uh, useful scores. Nathan Cleary, player of the round and one of the scores of the season, 106, uh, boosted by that late try. Uh, Stephen Crichton's been kicking along pretty well. Um, team-wise, Dylan Edwards out. Dylan Edwards out with a hammy strain. Caleb Aikens uh, is back in. Uh, Dean Fade out as well. Um, Appy Corusau is probably the big blow, though, pretty much. Mm. I think probably everyone's in the same boat here. It's more just if you've lost other players as well, then you are, it's going to hurt a bit more. Yeah, it all depends how much depth you have this week because yeah, everyone with a decent team you would think has Apicorosau. So uh, that hurts a bit. Um, yeah, Crichton has been going great. His owners will be would have been hoping he was going to get a spot at fullback this week. Um, but that's not to be. But at this point, he's scoring tries in the centres and that could continue against the Titans. So not a huge... Uh, Complaint there. Isaiah Yo scored well, um, despite not playing 80 again. Um, he's in my team. I think there's a few questions about him. I'm not too panicked uh, about it. I think he's going to probably keep averaging 50-plus, and I don't have enough trades to start trading at 50-point players. So, um, And obviously, he can score 60 in limited minutes. So mm. 
And Fisher Harris is the other one we've talked about him yeah. a, a few times this year. Uh, 80 points, just a, a massive performance. Absolutely. Let's get stuck into some questions of which there are many this week. Um, we'll start off with Tiffany Tenney, who has Angus Crichton. How long will he be out? Is it worth holding him? I've got a pretty easy beat in my head to head this week, so I might save the trades. Um, don't mind that as a hold. Yeah. Is it a couple of weeks? I think I'm thinking two or three weeks. I'd have to yeah. check. Roosters um, aren't great with um, specifics around their injury list. Unfortunately. Yeah. It was what sort of medium severity medial, which could be four weeks for a bit yeah. longer, starts to get tricky. Keep an eye on it. But yeah, I think at this stage of the year, a lot of us are low on trades. And so if someone's out for two weeks, if you can afford to hold them, especially someone like Crichton, who's a great scorer and will be really handy in the run home, mm. if you can hold, then, then hold. Even three or four weeks, I think it's probably a hold if you're really low on trades and doing well in your, your head-to-head and He's going to be back for your, your league finals. Um, Ian Floggett wants to know who's the best, uh, the second best front rower behind Payne Haas. Already got Pat Carrigan on my bench for dual position coverage, looking at Fisher Harris, Vanilla Blake, Twile, and Tapau. Uh, yeah, those guys are it. So Tapau is, you know, a good value for money option, but. Uh, not going to score as well as the rest uh, based on this year. Um, Fodda Waker, I think, is right up there. Twile is, but he's not back yet. So uh, not really relevant this week. Um, and yeah, and I guess Fisher-Harris, if you think he's going to keep this up. Yeah. Also like good. Um, I, I think... Those, just for the yeah, position. I've liked Fodda Waker, but you've kind of missed the boat a bit on getting him cheap earlier in the season. And yeah, dual position can be really handy. So um, Yeah. That's it. <laughs> um, Sam Tarzan, when did the dual positions kick in? That is not until after round 12. I'm sorry, Sam. So um, someone like myself who desperately needs uh, Cam McInnes to be available in the back row this week <laughs> is going to have to suck it up and deal with it. Uh, Rage Trader, is this the week we ignore fantasy rule number one, never by Mitch Orbison? No. No. I, you stick, stick to that rule at all times. It's the number so one rule starting- of fantasy. It's the number one rule. It's a simple rule. It always works. <laughs> it always Angus works. Crichton will, <laughs> Angus Crichton will be back in two weeks. Orbison will be back on the bench. Don't do yep. it to yourself. It's the number one rule for a reason. Um, Captain Jack uh, has a choice between using the hammer or Dewey on his bench this week. Mm, God. Uh, well, will that, if you think the hammer's going to uh, beat six players and run 60 metres to score again, then get him. But... Um, at someone with the hammer in my side, I think he's going to be uh, absolutely, uh, you know, uh, last four reserve spot until there's an absolute emergency and I need to play him in my back three. Then again, I don't know what Dewey's been scoring. I haven't really considered him much this year, but... Yeah, he's been steady. I'd Mike, probably take the safe Dewey points over the risky could potentially get single digits. Uh, yep. Tommy G, thoughts on bringing in Ben Hunt this week. I'm worried about his job security with the potential of McInnes going back to hooker, a possibility. Uh, I don't think that is a possibility. I think Ben Hunt is still the buy of the week, just about. Yeah, the Dragons are winning. Mm. They're playing well. Um, Hunt's been great at hooker. I think that's, yeah, a very, very solid buy. Yep. Uh, he also says thoughts on Jazz Tavanga. I think Jazz Tavanga is a fantastic buy this week, starting at 13. Absolutely. Uh, Tyrone Debased God uh, is worried about an even bigger decrease in Isaiah Yo's minutes, had back to back 64s down to 55. Was it really 55 minutes? That is. 
potentially a bit of a worry. He scored. I know he was scoring yeah. better than a point a minute. Yeah. Yeah. He did have a line break, um, a few busts, plenty of meters. Um, I, having scored 63, I don't think he's an urgent sell, but if I owned him, I would be very worried about the trend in his minutes. I did get a couple of sub 50 scores uh, very recently. So I'd be. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be doing any. Well, I do have him, so I won't be doing anything with him this week. Um, I still think he can average 50 from the run home. And, um, you know, players, even if, even if he becomes a high 40s player most of the time, with capable of scoring big. You know, we just saw someone like Leilua was a high 40s player, just got 100. So I, I think this year with low trades, it's a real luxury trade to trade out someone like Isaiah just yet. Uh, Dan Sorich uh, is also having Isaiah Yo problems, but has a secondary question, which is uh, looking at the Walters Brooks Marshall combo at West Tigers. Um, is this going to cut into Grant's minutes, and does this make Harry Grant to Ben Hunt two sideways? Um, I'm not trading out Harry Grant. That, that'd be a bold move, I think. Uh, It'd be bold. I, <laughs> I mean, everyone's got him. I don't think you'll lose anything by keeping him. Mm. And again, it seems it seems unless you've got 15 trades left or or more, I think it's, it seems like a bit of a wasted trade to me. Uh, Thomas Cowling just wants the best cheapie of the week. Uh, yeah. So Starling or Bailey Cernan, have yeah, you got one of them ahead of the other? Two. Um, I think I'd like to know how Cernan's going to go if he does play an edge, what his minutes are going to be like. Mm. I think Starling, if you take out the tri-assist line break assist, he's probably looking good for that 40-ish points in 50-ish minutes. He'll yeah. have a few more missed tackles as the season goes on. I, I, he did very well in defence. Uh, surely a bloke that size is going to get targeted a bit more Absolutely. once teams are ready for him. But... um. Yeah, probably like Starling a tiny bit more. It's a bit cheaper as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, AJ has two trade options. One is Tarpany to Tavanga and uh, Blake Braley to Kalen Ponga. The second option is Sewer to Tapau and Braley to Ponga. So the same second trade. Do we like Tarpany to Jazz or Sewer to Marty? Um, I think, well, Tavanga is a better scorer than Tapau, I think. This year, all, all things being equal. So, who, who was he trading to to power? Uh, Jaden Sewer. Okay. I mean, at least um, Sewer's, you think, is going to play pretty close to 80 minutes, whereas Tarpany's yeah. been a bit up and yeah. down, even though he's a better he scorer. Yeah, go with the first one. Probably trade Tarpany and Sewer at some point, need as a keeper. Uh, yep. Luke Saunders, when should we stop looking for cheapies after trading Appy Chorus out of Ponga this week? I've got eight trades left. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, your trade will dictate your, your cheapy quest, or unless you there's a time factor as well. Yeah, I think it's very close to um, like like the reason. One of the reasons I like Starling and Surinan is you can you can they're both going to keep this spot. You would think for the rest of the season, they're both replacing guys with season-ending injury, so you can afford to keep them all year, and you won't have to trade them out again later on. Because I think it's getting uh, close to the time of you know, giving up on cash cows in terms of wasting two trades on yes. one player. Um, yeah, the way to do it is look at your team, see how many trades you're away you are from your, you know, final 17 and and then calculate from that, you know, if you're going to have trades left over and you want to have four or five left over, ideally, to cover injuries in the second half of the season. Mm. Um, a lot of people are going to have less than that. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, Ryan Burgess has Jaden Sewer in the back row and wants to trade him out, but who to bring in with $647,000 to spend? Uh, I note that isn't quite enough for Jazz Tavanga, and Ryan also has uh, Bailey Sirenen already. No, okay. Well, that was going to be my, <laughs> my answer. <laughs> uh, if you can do some switching, you can get to power for less than that. I think he's 615. Yeah. So to power in the front row and bump a Carrigan or something to the second row. Uh, Otherwise, I don't know if there's any great buyers in the second row for that price. Not really. That's... Yeah, I mean, Tabongo with a, a second trade to free up cash might be uh, nice. Yeah. But yeah. And I do like I do like at this time of the year waiting for kind of one of the perfect buyers to come along rather than just bringing in someone who matches your you know salary cap remaining mm. a little bit. So. Yeah, if you can't get a, a really good buy, then maybe hold that off. Uh, Dylan, eighteen fifty. Should I hold on to Latrell, or sh or is he still a sell? Already got Lomax and Stephen Crichton in the centres. <sighs> uh, well, if you still got him now, is that, he's back in another week. I'm really happy I never had Latrell. <laughs> yeah, same. It, he's obviously giving a lot of headaches if you got him, but. Um, I mean, you don't need a third center, I suppose, if you've got some, if you have some other backup, you know, just for one or two weeks. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, but then again, you've held them for one week. I don't know. Mm. What do you think? For, for everyone, for generally, if you've, if he's one of your best two centers, I'd be holding at this point because you've already held him for one week. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have you got advice? Yeah, same. Again, it's oh, I don't know how much you really want him in year seventeen. It's just a bit of a, a wild ride whether he's going to get twenty two mm. or sixty two. But um, but that's the same for you know player, best yeah. and other guys. Yeah. yeah. True. Um, Dylan also wants to know whether he should sell Hudson Young or Jaden Sewer in order to get Bailey Sirenen in. Uh, they're both going to go at some point. Um, Probably uh, Hudson could potentially get another kick along with a decent score. He's still getting good minutes. Yeah, he's Sewer's playing 80. So, yeah, Sewer's break even's in the 40s. And Young, I think, is a bit lower. So, mm. yeah, Young, so yeah, sell Sewer first. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, Moz has Reese Robson. Is he a trade now that Ruben Cotter is taking minutes off him? I think he probably is. I think it probably is. Yeah. If not this week, then um, next week if things continue. Yeah. Um, yeah. So break even around 50. He might hit that. It's hard to see him get too much more than that if he's spending time on the bench, you know, and doesn't score one or two tries. So, uh, yeah, you've made heaps of cash out of him. So trade him to, to Bunga or one of these good buys this week. Yep. Uh, Vincenzo says, is Dunamis Louis a good pickup? Uh, no, Vincenzo, he is not. Um, Caleb Bouchard is just a must-have. Probably not must-have, but a good-have. Yeah, not a must-have, but yeah. I mean, he was great the second half of last season. I had him then, and uh, he's a good price now. So, yeah, really good buy, I think. Uh, Nick Pamina, is Hudson Young already a sell? Is there a decent like-for-like -like mid-ranger? Um, I think you probably can sell him if it's yeah, it's probably not urgent. And as discussed, Bailey Siren and the likely in for him yeah. if you don't have him already. And he's a cheapie, which is a better than a mid-ranger. Maccabi uh, Diva has Jack Murchie in his squad. Um, is he going to get a run again, given the Warriors are short on players? If not, uh, is Marty Tapao a good in? 
Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, he, he might get more game time later on, Mertry, but I think Tapao's a pretty, pretty solid buy. Yeah, I mean, bear in mind that, you know, Tavanga's back from injury now, taking up a lot of minutes in the back row. Eli Katoa back from injury as well. So, yep. Um, Mertry might struggle to get the minutes. Uh, I think that might be all the questions I can see at the moment. Apologies if we missed anyone. There was a flurry of them. Oh, there's one I missed. Costa no. Service is Pierce to Hunt to sideways. Uh, I mean, I think it's a slight upgrade, but I think Pierce is probably worth holding as well, getting regular 50s and the odd 70. So see if you can get them both instead of trading one for the other. Ideally, yeah. Um, all right, that's about the all the time that we have. Um, so sorry to anyone that we missed out. Heaps to get through, as always. Um, fantasy video with myself and Tanisha on Wednesday, Late Mail Crew podcast on Thursday, or the Late Mail and Breaking News on NRL.com. Thanks again to Harvey Norman, and thanks to everyone for listening. We'll be back this time next Tuesday. Mm-hmm.